Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. When they watch you and somebody cuts you off in traffic, they need to see how you react. When you're at the restaurant and the waitress gives you too much change back, they need to understand why you're giving it back. When you're at the field and the kid comes home and say, that ump made this lousy call at me, what are we going to do to that ump? They need to see how you're going to act. See, it's a real world. When you sit down, when you get up, when you go here, when, you go there, when you're on vacation, they need to see that the Bible applies to every area of life. You try to instruct your children about right and wrong, the right way to treat people, the right way to behave. But what is their motivation to follow your instructions? When they're young, kids will usually take what you say as truth, even if the reason you give them is merely because I said so. But as they grow, because I said so will stop being good enough. Children need to know that their choices always mean something, that they're either serving themselves or serving the Lord. In everything they do, just as with everything we do as parents, we should be pointing them to God, helping to lay a foundation of faith as they grow. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 5, with the conclusion of our message entitled, Building Better Children. Will they understand what it means to love a wife? Will they understand that sexuality is good, it's great, if within the boundaries of marriage? Number nine, will they understand the Great Commission? If your kids pattern their life after your witnessing, what will happen? When is the last time you shared with somebody at work the gospel? When's the last time a neighbor came knocking on your door saying, we're hurting? And you said, well, come on in. Let's have a piece of pie and whatever, and we'll talk to you about God. He can change your life. When is the last time you thought about people in your workplace, in your neighborhood, that are going to hell without Jesus Christ? We're not talking about bombarding people going door to door. I'm talking about that you prayed for God to open the door, and you say to your kids when you come home, you know what happened today, kids? I prayed that God would open the door and this person at work just stopped by the desk and started talking. Man, what an unbelievable opportunity. Will they get the enthusiasm for you? Or will they hear you when you go home today and say, Man, a pastor really laid it on hard, did he? We can't do that kind of stuff. Number 10. If you miss all the others I gave you, this is the one. Will they understand that Christianity is a superior way to live? Not by what you say, but how you live. Will they understand that when you talk about church in your home, and when you talk about it, you go, man, i got to go to church again today. The pastor said, if I'm not a good dad, i got to be to church every week, and I guess I need help in the parking lot. We'll have to do that. And Mom, you go serve in the kids' ministry or whatever. Man, God help us find another church. This is absolutely ridiculous. 
Or when they drive by the church and the kids say, hey, we'd like to go to church today. And eh, we were there a few weeks ago. What's the big deal? You know, it's not too exciting going to church. Isn't it great to come to church and be happy? When's the last time you enjoyed being in church? Hopefully it was last Sunday. <laughs> Nobody said anything. I'm waiting for you, somebody to say something. It should always be that way. See, if kids grow up from a young age understanding serving God is the absolute best thing in all their life, guess what their kids are going to believe? You got it. But the world today says, nah, it's legalism. If you're serving God, if you're doing all these things, you're going to go home and say, well, I'm going to get by the bed. I'm going to do this for my kid because the pastor said i got to do it. Let's pray. Oh, God, we pray for my child. And I... What a joke. What a joke. But if it comes from your heart, it's different. Let's turn to the book of Deuteronomy. Three or four books in. Deuteronomy chapter 6. So let me give you this morning God's provision for parents, the Word of God. When you and I understand the challenge that we have to raise godly children, God provides the ability to do that. Let me tell you this morning, without God's help, you will not raise godly children. It's impossible. You always need God's help. And that's why marriage is a threesome, a husband and a wife devoted to God. You need His help. But He's also given us the Word of God. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home when you walk on the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and of your gates. Understand this principle. You as parents can only model and train that which you are and know. Did you get it? You can only model and train that which you are and know. Let's take the Sandhill Cranes. That mother and dad were teaching that little Sandhill Crane, that little baby, to survive, to eat. What if the little baby came out there and the dad and the mom said, well, here's how you get good juicy grubs. You stand on the ground and you just start patting your feet. And these grubs hear that and they come up to see what the noise is and get a little few rays. And then you can just reach down with your feet and pop them in your mouth. And that's the way you get grubs. How many know the baby would starve to death? Grubs aren't coming to the ground because the sandhill cranes are stomping their feet. God gave the cranes, what? This beak about this long. To do what? Go down where the grubs are. So the mother and dad can only teach that which they know. So they say to the baby, and I was out there, I was watching that big sucker coming toward me, man. I was, uh, that mom's going, mm, grub. Baby go, ooh, this is good. Mm, grub. There he is. He's learning. Why? Because he saw mom and dad do it. Many of you have no clue how to raise your kids. Because this is God's manual for raising children, by the way. It's never changed. We just read it. Moses is saying to the children of Israel here, they just got the Ten Commandments. And he says, we're a nation. God wants us to raise godly children. Here's how you do it. The commandments that I'm writing here. You can't teach your children that which you do not know. You can't model that which you are not living. So God says, it's not hard. Here they are. Let me give you three things with that quickly. 
Number one, each parent is to know and love God wholeheartedly themselves. Look at verse 5 and 6. Love the Lord your God with all your what? Heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Your children have to see that you as parents have a personal relationship with God. They can't hear about it. They have to see it. Those little eyes are watching every move you make. Notice, loving God there is not just a thing of the mind or for the emotion. It's really a thing of the heart. If your heart is in it, then you'll be totally committed. If your heart is not in it, your kids will catch it very quickly. If you leave all fired up, but there is no change in your life, come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, your kids will realize that it was nothing but an emotional thing. See, it has to be a change of the heart. And that only God can do. I, I can't do that. But His Word softens our hearts. Number two, notice in those verses, each parent is to know, love, and live God's Word. Parents, your spiritual growth and maturity depends on your understanding of God's Word and obedience so that you can then tell your children. Here's the understanding. And For instance, here's two things with the Bible that you need to know. These are basic things, but you need to understand that. The reason God gave us His Word, the main reason, number one, is to know God. It's not about all kinds of other things. It's to know God and His character. So as you're raising your children, as you go through all the studies, as we'll go through, I was already studying 1 Kings because we'll be there shortly. I was studying 1 Kings and just seeing what David was saying to his, to his son Solomon. He says, follow God's Word because that's where life is success. So what God wants you to see is His love, His grace, His mercy. Even as parents, when we fail, God still loves our kids more than we love our kids. And that's why many of us came to the Lord at a later age. Our parents failed, but God's love didn't fail. They need to understand God's character. That's the first thing for studying the Word. The second thing is this. You don't study the Word for this kind of information here. You study the Word for transformation. You see, the principles here have to go to your heart, and your life has to change. It has to change. And that's why the Bible says the Word of God is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. You're listening to it. It goes in and goes, bing! And you go, whoa! Now, you don't do that too much because you don't want the guy next to you seeing what's happening. But if we're all chewing service, we're doing what? It's hitting us. It's because it's alive. It isn't it. This is not man's doctrine. This is God's Word. So you need to understand that this morning. It is very encouraging to me as a pastor to watch more and more people come, to watch people understand the Word of God. People saying to me, my family is now taking notes in church. They're copying it down. They're listening to tapes. Someone stopped this morning saying that. My husband's doing all of these things, and it's just encouraging for you. Just keep it up, because the, the Word of God, as it comes into you, will transform you. It will transform your neighborhood. It will transform our city as it comes in. Here's the sad thing. Over the years, I've been counseling many years. And I'll have a person sit across me at the table and they'll say this, Pastor Mark, I was raised in a home where my mom played the church organ or was active at the church in some ministry. My dad was a deacon or he served in a big ministry and he was in, had the men's ministry or whatever. They were one thing at church. But when I went home, they were totally different. And you know, when I got to a teenage, I left church. 
and it's been 20, 30, 40 years now, and I've tried everything else, and I'm coming to you because there must be a better way. See, that's that place that God puts within us. Maybe that's you this morning. You see, the most devastating thing you can do, listen, parent, is to say one thing and live another way. Listen, listen, you are destroying your children. How can a deacon, an elder, praise God from, then go home and go, wife, what's wrong with you? Get the dishes done. Kids, get in here. What kind of jazz is that? It destroys your children. And let me tell you, the reason I get mad is because those kids then leave home and Satan just destroys them for years when they could have been active for God. If you would have lived like you say you live. Now, there's none of us perfect. We've already been through that. But I'm talking outright hypocrisy. God hates it. Number three. By the way, Will Rogers has a great statement for all of us. Listen to this one. Live in such a way that you wouldn't be afraid to sell the family parrot to the town gossip. <laughs> you like it? I like it. I like it. Good for Will Rogers. I'm glad I don't have a parrot sometimes, are you? Okay. Number three. Each parent is to impress, teach, and model, and talk about these spiritual principles. You see, the spiritual principles that we learn in our home, even the parrot learns, are to be taught and caught. Verse 7, look back at verse 7. What it's saying there is, impress them on your children when you sit, when you walk, when you lie down, when you get up. That sounds to me like a lot of time with our kids doesn't it? You know, we went through this thing a little while ago with psychology that says you don't have to worry about quantity of time. It just has to be good quality time. Now we see that's a bunch of bunk. We need to spend time, period, with our kids. So what this verse is saying is this. It's going to take investment. You brought them into the world. Spend time with them. Love with them. Talk with them. Read the Bible. Pray with them. Now, for those of you that are a little legalistic, don't overdo it. Don't go to the ball game and the kid or your girl strikes out and take home and say, well, you know, Joshua 1.8 tells us why you struck out. Give us a break. Just don't over-spiritualize everything. Just say he struck out because it's a curveball or whatever. I mean, don't be weird. You got it? Don't be weird. That's right. Don't be weird. Be fun. Be fun. Be fun. Look at verse 20. In the future... When your son or daughter asks, this is very important, what is the meaning of the laws, the stipulations? What is it saying there? It says that at, there's coming a time when your children are going to say, what does it mean don't have sex outside of marriage? What does it mean not to be angry and let the sun go down? And when the kids are younger, you can say to them, why should I obey you? When they're four or five, you're going to say, because dad, mom says so. That's cool. But when they get older, they want to know Why? So at 14, you don't say to your teenager, what do you mean, Dad? I mean, why can't I? I mean, these girls are beautiful. Why can't I have sex with them? Oh, just because the Bible says you can't. That's not right. It says, tell them the what? The meaning. No, the principles. Understand that. And see, that comes from understanding that God is good. So many parents go, well, because God takes all the fun out of it and you just can't have sex before marriage. <laughs> what? No, it's exactly the opposite, isn't it? That God says, no, sex is wonderful if placed within the boundaries. 
That comes from a loving God. Make them see that the commandments are good for them. Now, the way they see that it isn't because you're griping and complaining. Man, got to give money today. By the way, we don't force you ever to do that. Somebody came to me last night and says, I'm trying to decide between two churches. Is it all right if I come some here and some there? I said, no, you have to come here. <laughs> Would I say that? No way. I can't decide where he's going to come. God's going to tell him. I said, sure, come whenever. Whenever God tells you, then I said, get plugged in. You can't be doing that forever. Wherever he tells you, here or there, it doesn't matter. Wherever God tells you, I can't tell you that. So don't be legalistic with these things. Look at verse 21 says, tell him. When he asks, tell him. Why should I tell him? Who's going to tell him? I'm to tell him. My kids. If I'm going to tell him what God's principles mean in his life, then it means I have to first what? Know them and then live them. Hello. And that's why we come to the house of God. And that's why I'm so excited to see you guys changing as you hear the word of God. Verse 24 is the bottom line. Quickly, here's what it says. The reason we do all this, Moses says, the reason for doing all this, look in the second sentence, so that we might always prosper and be kept alive. So the kids in our home need to see that serving God is joyful. It's good for them. When they watch you and somebody cuts you off in traffic, they need to see how you react. When you're at the restaurant and the waitress gives you too much change back, they need to understand why you're giving it back. When you're at the field and the kid comes home and says, that ump made this lousy call at me, what are we going to do to that ump? They need to see how you're going to act. See, it's a real world. When you sit down, when you get up, when you go here, when, you go there, when you're on vacation, they need to see that the Bible applies to every area of life. And it's not legalistic, it's fun, and it's exciting. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to take about five minutes and speak to fathers before we leave. Ephesians, General Electric Power Company. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. You'll find it easier. Ephesians 6.4. Paul says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So here's what he says. First of all, he says to fathers, here's a warning. He's saying to that father bird, if you're a father, you'll be the spiritual head. Here's the warning. Don't exasperate. That means don't provoke to anger your children. How do you provoke anger in your kids? Let me give you three ways. You could probably give me 50, but I'll give you three. Number one, unreasonable demands. Don't demand things from your children that are impossible for them to reach. They may not be a 4.0 student. Maybe they're a 2.0. Encourage them to do the best they can. Number two, petty rules. Well, I did it this way. Back in 1914, we walked to school 43 miles, and you're going to walk to school 43 miles. <laughs> Be realistic. I did it in snow. You have to do it in sun. Whatever. Be realistic. As your kids get older, understand this. When your kids get older, they were put in your house to leave. Praise God. <laughs> Isn't that nice? They were put in your house to leave. So they're going to stretch you. They're going to stretch you. Let them grow and stretch. Don't have the petty rules. Be home at 9 o'clock when they're 18. Come on. Be realistic. Be realistic. Number three, favoritism. Don't say to your children, if you were like Johnny, you'd get good grades. You know, Susie is really talented at the... Uh, 
What are you doing? They're individuals. Don't do that. And then Jesus says through Paul, rather fathers, look at the verse, 6-4, you should bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Bring them up. Bring them up. It doesn't say push them. It doesn't say pull them. It doesn't say drive them. It says by a steady, deliberate, personal teaching and modeling, bring them up. The word training here means discipline and correction. You see, your children need discipline. And there's a great balance between love and control. It's hard, isn't it? Love and control. There has to be godly discipline and yet encouragement in all of our homes. Loving, godly discipline. This is for everybody. Whether your kids live with you now or they've left. Number one, if your children are with you, still in your home, here's what I want you parents to do this week. Like Jesus, I want you to get with your kids and I want you to sit down with them. Give them a hug. If they're, don't weigh 180 pounds, put them on your lap. And I want you to look into your kids' eyes and here's what I want you to say to them. Here's what I like about you. Here's what I like about you. And mean it. Just look them in the eye and say, I like this and this. Think about it before you sit down with them. Hug them. Tell them how much they mean to you. And then I want you to bless them. Pray a prayer of blessing over them. Mom and Dad, you're going to do this together. If you're a single mom, remember God's with you. Single dad, God's with you. Kids, you're here. Expect your mom and dad to do this. And by that prayer, I mean you're going to bless your kids and you let God speak to your heart what that means. I'm not going to give you this blessing to say over the kids. You pray over them that God would make them a wonderful Christian, that, that God would bring a, a neat spouse into their life at a certain age, that God would help them in their college or in their baseball or in their soccer or basketball this year. Just let God minister to you. Have a neat time. For those of you that children have left, and Linda and I, our kids are gone, so here's what we're going to do this week. We're going to write them a letter. I don't want you to call your kids if they're grown and gone. I want you to write them a letter. And I want you in the letter to tell them what you like about them. Be positive. Be encouraging to them. And then husband and wife together work on a little blessing and write it out and send it to your kids. Some of you are saying, well, I blew it with my kids. They're gone. What should I write? Well, you write that you now know what it means to be a Christian. And you write in your letter, don't make excuses, you just write in your letter and you say something like this, I know in many ways I raised you the best I could. Education, and money, and jobs, and how to treat people right, respect elders, all those things. But here's one area I failed in. I didn't teach you how to get to God and how to get to heaven. I blew it. I ask your forgiveness, and I hope someday that you'll come to God. I'm not pushing you, but I'm just asking you to come to God and be real in your letter. You see, God loves your kids more than you love your kids. Today we heard Pastor Mark impress upon parents the necessity of teaching and modeling the upright Christian life for their children. We heard what Scripture has to say about parenting, that we should bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. 
So not just in words, but in deeds. We were given a set of tasks to hug our children, pray over them, and to let them know they are loved by us and by the Father. Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series the next time you join us. For those of you that like to have CD archives of Bible teachings, we'd like to offer you a CD of Pastor Mark's message from today. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5. This is only to cover the materials and shipping it takes for you to receive your CD. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option. Now, here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is MB3142. And the title of this message is Building Better Children. Again, the message number for ordering purposes is MB3142. And the title of this message is Building Better Children. Or if you'd like, you can just remember today's date. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living as we go through the commitments required by partners who desire a successful marriage. Pastor Mark will explain the kind of balance needed in order for both spouses to grow and evolve together and with God. We will also begin to take a look at what kind of enemies we face as individuals that can destroy our lives and our marriages. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the Gospel of Mark. That's next time on Lessons for Living. 